Dangers of the Memoir Writing for children is not a piece of cake. Despite creating the vintage picture book, there's a hippopotamus on our roof eating cake, which has only 404 words, and one less when smack was censored out years later. Brief writing is the hardest. Subtext, which suggests more than the surface words, matters. So does choreographing the ideas. That's why a brief memoir is more challenging than a birth-to-now autobiography. A children's author is expected to be amenably nice, not candidly honest. But memoir is an elastic term to cover any bits of your life about which you choose to write. How can you write kids' books when you are so old? asked a six-year-old mathematician. We googled. You are not six years old. You were born last century in 1945. Vintage is the in-word for old, veteran or antique. Childlike means enthusiasm at any age, looking at things with fresh eyes, not childish, which means self-absorbed and petulant. Big difference. Long-term children's authors tend to suffer from optimistic curiosity, i.e. childlike perception. Others call it naivety. Dreaming in fractals. For this memoir, I prefer a conversational format, including my meanderings to work out the answer for myself. I used to dream and think in fractals. Fractals are patterns in nature, like repeated structural shapes of ideas. I'm not talking of just going around in circles, although I've done my share of that. The hidden patterns in the process of the process of creativity will be my quest. Why succumb now? Sorting memories in the hippocampus. I'm hopeless at filing and formatting. I think in abstract, not visual. Need to write while I can remember quirky details or find them from less than perfectly backed up files five computers ago. My worst fear is to lose my imagination or the ability to play with ideas. Six years earlier, suddenly immobile was Streptococcus agalacticae group B. This mysterious bug affected my ability to think in abstract or multi-plot fiction. Others just get the flu. Trust you to get an exotic, dramatic, unpronounceable medical condition, said a friend. Now I rarely dream in fractals, but I'm mentally okay, despite being aware of early dementia crippling certain writers. I need to use my hippocampus, where memories are stored, now. This memoir attempts to recapture the creative process as a participant observer. As I declutter my study and throw out stuff, I get sidetracked by drafts I wrote years ago. A successful project might look like an instant impulsive idea, but it's often founded on earlier discards. Becoming an author is a process of detours, mistakes and ad hoc decisions, mainly wrong. The only benefit is you have experienced universal feelings and can project these inadequacies onto your characters, which makes you a better author. Personal flaws are research, ironically. The best stories come from things going wrong, the gap between aspiration and workday reality. It's helpful if a writer gets lost, is clumsy and makes mistakes. All of that is part of creative problem-solving. Are memoirs fiction dressed up as fact? Maybe mine is faction, 
because it is genuinely difficult for novelists to remember the exact details of a life, which may have been dramatised already as fiction. Or the sanitised versions offered during interviews where an author is asked, why did you become a writer? Because I wanted to experience a varied life and see things from others' viewpoints. Histories are meant to be only verifiable facts. In memoirs, bias and ego creep in. That's the quandary. I prefer questery as a kind of historic quest for a story 